Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey, everybody, welcome back to another podcast episode. Man, am I excited for this one. Maddie and I have been talking about this topic for a while now. Just because of all the stuff surrounding it, it has become a really big thing in our culture, and that is the topic of being offended at everything that you can be. You know, whether it be syrup or uh, Dr. Seuss or, you know, whatever, all the different things. things. Uh, We are just a culture that has exploded and gone mad mad about everything that goes against people's feelings and people feel different things. So it's like all this craziness. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to talk about truth, absolute truth. Uh, We have some great examples, some great quotes, different things we're going to share. But before we get into this great episode, Maddie, I want you to talk a little bit about some really exciting things that are coming. Can't give it all away, but talk about that and also the latest podcast episode. Okay, so for our latest podcast episode, we were finally able to get our Chin Church Mm -hmm. audio, and we were able to post it on the podcast. Yeah. So excited. Our 3,000 download special. It went so good. For those of you who don't know, we went back to the Chin Church in Indianapolis Mm -hmm. and uh, spoke there about all the different things that are going on in Burma. We did a little panel discussion with some of their youth, and it went super well. Lots of people were reached. Lots of people are sharing. We're getting the word out about all the things that are happening in Burma, and it was just a really, really good episode. So we encourage you to go and listen to that. That's our latest podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And then lots and lots of new things are going to be happening on the podcast. Lots of new exciting things. In a couple weeks, we are going to be doing some very, very special things. I can't give it all away. We're so excited. It's going to be a complete (laughs) surprise. We're not going to tell you what we're doing until we actually post the podcast episode. But be looking out for that. We're going to give uh, lots more updates and things, but definitely very exciting. It's something that we haven't really done before. Mm -hmm. Something that's very new and very exciting. So keep a lookout for that. Obviously, new blog posts are up. Our blog is always linked in the description of all of our different episodes here on the podcast. And Parlor is, you know, we're just chugging away on Parlor, doing Mm -hmm. tons of extra posts over there. We've been doing a lot with our little studio ministry center thing lately. So Mm -hmm. we've been doing a couple different updates on Parlor about that. So if you want to be updated on that, and all the different things that are going on with the few, then we encourage you to either go to Parlor's website and create an account, or if you already have an account, then make sure that you are keeping up on all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into this. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe we're talking about this on the podcast. Why does this even have to be an episode? But Lily's you know, very excited about that. Don't let don't let her. No, no, no. I'm excited you. about She's the very topic. Excited about this episode. Yeah, very excited. But at the same time, it kind of blows my mind that we even have to talk about this just because yeah. it's like basic, fundamental Christianity, like stuff we should just be living out. So we're gonna 
try and talk through some of it and hopefully it helps somebody. Hopefully it encourages you to stand for the truth. That's really something that Maddie and I have always been passionate about on the podcast, especially speaking for truth, standing up when others won't. And, uh, and we hope to do that in this episode as well. So, uh, let's start out with a quote by Francis Chan because it's not a podcast episode if we don't mention Francis Chan, right? Um, so he he said recently, I got this off of somebody else's page, but they shared a quote that he that he had and it says, what's new about our world right now is that no one has ever had this much input and it's really messing up our minds. And I think that that is so true. In the, in the world that we live in today, we have so much technology, like literally anybody can start a podcast, anybody can get their voice out there and be heard by others. We all have social media platforms, people that are following you that see what you share and post and all that stuff. And so we're living in a day where really everyone has a voice about everything. Mm-hmm. And it used to be, and we've, I know we've mentioned this a little bit before, you know, it used to be that if you wanted to have a platform like this, like the podcast, or you wanted to be able to speak into others about different things and about different topics, you had to be trusted. Like people had to know that you were reliable in order to uh, trust what you were saying. Nowadays, we just get on lovely Facebook and um, Instagram and all the different social media sites and whatever we scroll through and look at, we just believe is truth, Mm -hmm. right? And we take it as absolute truth. And if there's anything that we kind of disagree with or whatever, oh my goodness, I have to start a fight in the comment section because I just can't let it go. As we're, again, a little ways back, um, people just scrolled past, right? You didn't have to deal with it. It's like, you have your opinion, I have my opinion, blah, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. we move forward. If we have a conversation about it, am I going to point out that I think that that's wrong or whatever? Yeah, absolutely, because I'm going to stand for what I believe in, but I don't need to start a fight about it or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. We've just gotten so crazy in the world of technology and uh, different things like that and people just determining everything is truth. And Jesus warns so much in his word that like he is truth, right? And he claims that all of the time. And so uh, we just want to look at that today, uh, look at what this culture of being offended, this idea of being offended at every single thing and obviously cancel culture, right? The whole thing with that going on of if I don't agree with you or I don't like what you say or what you think, then I'm just going to cancel you. I'm not going to listen to you after I start a big fight or whatever, you know, I'm just going to cancel you, not going to listen, whatever, and just make you out to be what I would say a fool. And most of the people doing this, I'm just going to be super honest. And again, um, we live in America. You can have your opinion. You have a Mm -hmm. freedom to think whatever you want to. So if you don't agree with this statement, that's totally fine. But I think that the way that I'm seeing this presented is that uh, mostly Christians and conservatives are being canceled for the things that they are um, stating and and claim to be true. And that uh, the left has kind of taken over and just said, okay, well, we're not going to listen to you and you're just going to be done. Because if we have the power to take you off of, you know, a news platform or uh, Facebook or you know, whatever, because they have so much power now, we're just going to take you off and you're not going to have a voice. We're just going to eliminate your voice, basically. So, Maddie, just share a little bit about what is really wrong with that thought, 
right? What is really the problem with everybody just thinking, well, if I don't like what you say, I can just ignore you? Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I think that we really need to consider that it's not all the left's fault or the people who aren't Christians. It's kind of our fault because we have almost accepted this cancel culture because Mm -hmm. there are things that we don't agree with that we see on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, we don't, we see it on a news station and we're like, oh my goodness, that's horrible. And then, like Lily said, we've got to go and start this big fight in the comments or whatever. I'm not saying that everybody does that. Some of us are just like, okay, whatever. You can believe what you want to believe. But I think that as Christians, we have become way too feeling-minded instead of Mm kingdom-minded because the Lord's kingdom is built on truth, and it's built on His truth, one truth, not multiple different truths, not your truth and my truth. There's there's no such thing as multiple truths. There's one truth, and that's God's truth. And we have become so feeling-minded. We're so concerned about other people's feelings that we haven't been speaking this stuff. We haven't been Mm -hmm. speaking the truth. So then when we do, it's like abnormal. And they're like, wait, why are you doing this? So Mm -hmm. we need to shut that down before anyone else does because they realize that that is the truth. The people who are censoring us realize that that's the truth. Right. And so, you know, it's all mixed up. But I think that we are almost all to blame for this because we haven't spoken up sooner Mm -hmm. about some of these things. We've stayed silent. And I'm not saying that if you don't want to stay silent, that you have to go and cause that fight in the comment section. That's not, you know, that's not the right way to do it. That's not the right way to speak your opinion. You need Mm -hmm. to have an educated opinion and you need to do it in a loving way. But at the same time, sometimes we have to say really, really hard things Mm -hmm. in love. And so I think that because we've become so feeling-minded when we need to say those hard truths, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm going to offend so many people and, Mm -hmm. you know, blah, blah. So I think that just as a culture, we have become so caught up in other people's feelings that we aren't at all concerned about actually speaking the truth. And this is honestly detrimental to the people who may be offended by what you say because then we're not helping them to expand their knowledge at all. We're not helping them to research the topics that they believe in. And then when you get offended, like, all we do is go and start a fight in the comment section. And that is not an educated way to approach these situations because some people don't know what they're talking about and they're honestly Mm -hmm. making, like, this innocent post, like, with Black Lives Matter. Right. Let's use this as an example. You look at the name and you're like, yeah, black lives do matter. We've talked about this so much on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so then people do the whole Blackout Tuesday or all these different things that Black Lives Matter has encouraged them to do without actually researching the organization, seeing what they actually stand for, which is actually very horrible stuff that they stand for and they don't Mm -hmm. actually stand for black americans Mm -hmm. they stand for their own agenda and Mm -hmm. for violence and all that stuff we've talked about this like crazy on the podcast but with things like that we just instantly get offended with the people who say all lives matter or whatever because we're supposed to be focusing on the hurting part the hurting part right now is the black community not necessarily. All lives matter all the time, and no we matter should always be helping yeah. each other. It shouldn't be just one part, and then when they don't get their way, they get to go and burn down right. cities. Right. I don't know. It's it's all messed up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, and one of the quotes that Maddie and I found that kind of encouraged us, I guess, to to really look into this topic and to speak out about it 
is a quote by Martin Luther, and he said, your hearts are so full of wicked wiles that you desire nothing more than to be offended. Mm -hmm. And I find that so true, especially in what we're living in, the culture that we're in today. Everyone is desiring to be offended. Mm -hmm. Like, they want to be offended at something. They go on Facebook, and they go to their work. They go to the store looking to be offended by something. Mm-hmm. Like they desire it. And this is so true for Christians. Like I see Christians doing this all the time. Like they desire to have fights about, you know, what kind of carpet we have at church or what mm-hmm. kind of sign we're going to hang or what's our mission statement going to be or whatever. You know, we have all the committees fighting back and forth. Well, no, this is your problem. No, this is your problem. You're not handling this right. I mean, we could go on and on. People desire to be offended instead of hey, we're going to stick with the truth, we're going to speak the truth, and we are going to live by the truth, right? That's not our motto, I guess, or our goal uh, as the church body anymore. Like, we we don't really care about truth, which uh, would bring, in my opinion, unity mm-hmm. to the body of Christ, because if we're all offended by everybody else, truth. exactly, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, if we are not united in that fundamental, basic, truth, then we cannot do anything together for the kingdom because we we can't even agree on Jesus and his fundamental truth in our lives. That should never, ever be debated. I don't care who you are. I don't care what denomination you're in. I don't care all this stuff, right? Which is the result of being offended, mm-hmm. right? Different denominations, different, well, you got to have, you got to sing hymns. No, you got to sing contemporary songs. No, you got, you know, I mean, it's just, we go on and on and you can really, really see it. It's becoming so evident in our world today. Well, um, I think that, I think that people are getting so offended because we're not standing up for mm-hmm. anything. So then we look for all those little things where we could make a stand, mm-hmm. but then we choose all these petty issues that are not a big deal, that such as what kind of carpet are we going to put in the sanctuary or whatever. I think that we've become so riled up about little things because we aren't standing on the truth and mm-hmm. we're not fighting for anything. Mm-hmm. And because we're not fighting for anything, we're constantly trying to look for things that we can fight for because we were made to stand up for something. We were made to voice opinions in different things. But the enemy's plan with this is to constantly divert our attention to Mm. these little things so that we either don't have time to fight for the big things or we just don't, we don't even see that that's the stuff that we really need to fight for because we're so caught up in these little things. So, And we actually have a blog post on that, War Without War, Mm -hmm. where we explained, like, here is the big war, right? We are supposed to be fighting evil as a church, as a Mm -hmm. body, one body. We talked about this um, at the Chin Church last week, right? About a hurt to them should be a hurt to us because we are one. It's not American and Burmese. It's not, you know, these different things that we split it up to be. We are one church. We are one body. And if we would function as one and unite and say, you know what? The truth matters. Jesus matters. His truth against the evil that we could be using to to fight, that would change the world. But instead, like Maddie said, we're caught up in all the little wars that we create ourselves because Mm -hmm. we don't want to fight the big fight. We want to make up the different things that we want to fight for. And most of them, just like Maddie said, are small 
meaningless, uh, futile things that don't matter one bit in light of eternity. And so I think that that's what our focus needs to become as the church because we're coming to a point, and I truly believe this, I think we're coming to a point where either the church is going to take a stand and get a little backbone or we're going to fall and be destroyed by the evil in the world. And obviously we know that Jesus wins, right? But the few just keep getting fewer and that will be it. And the majority of Christians will not want to be Christians anymore because, um, well, they'll want to say that they're Christians, but it won't be on God's truth and they will not have a solid foundation. I think that the church is going to experience, Mm. begin experiencing persecution Mm -hmm. in America. And I know that some people are like, no, it's America. Well, I know it's America, but yeah, I mean, use your eyes and just look around because, you know, it's slipping away quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And like Lily said, the church doesn't have any backbone right now and we're not standing up for anything. I mean, we closed down for like a whole entire year without question. But I think we're coming to the point where people aren't even going to be concerned with calling themselves Christians. Mm. I think that we're coming to a point where people are going to be like, oh no, I'm not a Christian because we are going to begin experiencing persecution and then it's going to be the few, like the people who are just calling themselves Christians and are just checking the box on Sundays and Wednesdays. They're just going to, you know, they're not even going to be concerned about checking the box anymore because that's something that our society is prioritizing less Mm -hmm. and less. So let's get to some scripture. With all that said. Because honestly, like this stuff hasn't just been happening like in the last 10 years or however Mm. long you want to say. This has been happening in biblical times. So we're going to be reading from John 18 and 19. I'm going to start at verse 33 of uh, John 18 verse 33 and we're going to talk a little bit about when Jesus is on trial before Pilate Mm -hmm. and something new popped out to me a few months ago and me and Lily have kind of been talking about this a little bit but we're gonna dive into more depth on this because we've been looking up some different articles and studying this part a little bit more. So I'm going to be starting at verse 33 and then reading to verse 38. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify the truth. Everyone on the side of the truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. With this, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. If you know the rest of the story, we know that Pilate washes his hands of Jesus' case and hands him over to the Jews and says, you know, you do what you want, but I don't find him guilty, but apparently you do. Then he releases Barabbas and all that stuff. If you want to read a little bit more about that, you can read John 19. But the one part that really stuck out to me was when Pilate asked, what is truth? Mm. But then Jesus doesn't give a response. So when you're reading this, it's actually Pilate is kind of asking like a rhetorical question. He's Mm -hmm. not really expecting an answer from Jesus because it says with that, he went out again to the Jews and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But then later on, we see that he hands him over to the Jews. 
says that they can crucify him. So, right here we see that Pilate is saying that truth is relative. It's Mm. whatever you want to think. So, the Jews have their truth about Jesus, that he's a criminal and that he deserves to die, while Pilate has his truth over here where he finds no basis for his trial, for his death. But then Pilate washes his hands and says, you do what you want to. So, we see right here that Pilate is acting out this thing that we're seeing a lot in our culture today of, well, I have my truth you have your truth, so we can both just kind of act on our own truth Mm -hmm. and try and coexist. And so, Pilate is saying, my truth, he's not guilty, but your truth, he is guilty. You do what you want. You act on your truth. We just have completely begun ignoring Christianity, and, you know, those who don't learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Mm -hmm. So, we haven't been learning from the Bible telling us that this didn't really turn out that great. Like, Pilate should have acted on his truth. We know that the Holy Spirit was working all of this out because Jesus had to die for all of us, but we see that, you know, Pilate is willing to compromise, Mm. and then we see how that turns out. I mean, we're just seeing history repeat itself over and over and over again right now in our culture. Because the church, and I'm seeing that more and more today, like, we want nothing to do with the truth, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We want nothing to do with him. And so we are basically, if you want to put it in very simple terms here, we're basically crucifying the truth again, right? We do not want Jesus involved in our uh, our worldly deal that we're a part of. We don't want him in our normal. We don't want to be a part of this whole, you know, radical Jesus thing because it threatens our position. It threatens our worldly, normal routine, our Mm -hmm. everyday lives. It threatens that. It wants to change us, but we don't want to be changed. And so I think that something we need to realize, and this is just crazy because I don't know, like when you, when you read things like that, you just think, Pilate, what are you doing? You know, like, or at least I do. I read that and I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. Jesus just gave you the answer that he is truth and that his kingdom is not here. Like he just gave you the answer that he is truth. But Pilate is so caught up in, yeah, well, my truth is that you are innocent, but they think that you're a criminal and they want to crucify you. And that's their truth. Listen, guys, I wish I could tell you that it's not this way, but it is. And the younger generation thinks that uh, truth is relative. Mm -hmm. They truly believe that, you know, well, if I think that um, sex before marriage is okay, then it's okay. And if you don't think that it's okay, then that's your truth and you can act on that. But that's kind of crazy for me because my truth is this. Listen, we have to get back if we ever want to keep our freedom and actually live as followers of Jesus, radical followers of Jesus in living the way that he says, we have to get back to absolute truth. We have to get back to him because he is the absolute truth in our lives. But the world, and get this guys, the world has literally taught us to be offended by the truth. They have taught us to be offended by the truth instead of being convicted by it. They want us to look at truth wherever it is, whether it's, you know, Christians stepping up and saying, hey, uh, you know, there are only two genders or that, like I just said, sex before marriage is wrong or drugs, alcohol, all these different topics that we could go through and provide scripture for and all these different things. Absolute truth in my mind. The church 
has strayed from that and the world is telling us at every point and every single thing that we can be offended by the truth, not convicted by it. Because they're telling us that we can be led and even controlled, should I say, by our feelings and our emotions. Um, We can dictate the truth by what we feel, what we're offended by, and all that stuff, and that it's the truth is relative. That is not the truth. That is the world teaching us its truth, which we know is wrong. Mm-hmm. And also, like, feelings and emotions are constantly, constantly mm-hmm. changing. We just talked about this a few podcast episodes ago. But as we look at the world saying, you know, you do you, you follow your own truth, whatever, but we constantly see it contradicting itself. Exactly. Like right now with corona, your truth may be, I need to wear a mask all the time so that I'm protected from corona, so that I'm protecting other people. But what if my truth is I don't need to wear a mask because... I'm immune or, you know, all the different reasons that we could give for not wearing masks or that we have a lot. <laughs> they're not effective or blah, blah, blah. Right. But like truth could be, you need to wear a mask. You need to wear a double mask now, but that can be his truth. But why can't my truth be different? Right. We see it contradicting itself constantly. Mm. So now we have absolutely no firm foundation for any sort of truth. Absolutely. Like my body, my choice. Same thing. If I don't want to get the COVID vaccine, my body, my choice. But apparently, that now I have to have a abortion. passport to do anything that I want to do. Right. What? Mm-hmm. So, like, all this stuff, you just see everything contradicting itself. And But because we don't research anything, because we aren't paying attention to the things that are happening, it's almost gone too far mm-hmm. to the point where we can't do anything about it anymore. Right. So that's why we're calling everybody to, like, step up, calling the church to get a backbone and speak truth, mm-hmm. whether it's going to offend some people or not. I think that it's almost time to divide the wheat from the chaff. Mm. Those who don't get offended and they realize that this is truth right. are the ones that are going to stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. And then those who are offended and who feel like we are teaching blasphemy or whatever they want to say, well, sorry, I don't think that they really believe the truth. Right. And can I even say this on the podcast? Oh, well, I'm going to say it anyway. Here's what I see. If we go to John 19, verse 15, this is where Pilate brings Jesus back out and the crowd is shouting, take him away, take him away, crucify him. And and this is what Pilate says. He says, should I crucify your king? What do the chief priests answer with? I really want you guys to get this. This is huge. This is what people... This is the church, okay? This is what the church needs to hear. This is going to be some very hard truth, but listen to what they say. They respond with, we have no king but Caesar. I am terribly afraid that this is what the church has said. In 2020, 2021, we have basically said, we have no king but Caesar. Now, you can take that how you want. With um, corona, you know, the government and everything have told us, hey, shut your buildings, you can't have church, you can't do this, you can't do that because of the virus, and uh, and you have to get the vaccine to protect other people, you have to wear the mask, whatever, right? We can get into all of it. And what did we do? What did the majority of churches do? They did it. They shut down. We did not determine truth for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And... We basically just said, whatever Caesar says goes. That's what we said. Because there are very, very good arguments, scriptural things that I could go to and point to and say, 
this goes against everything that the church did in 2020. The majority, I should say. There were still a few that actually Mm -hmm. had a backbone and did something, and I applaud them for that because that took a lot of guts to do in the midst of so much persecution, you know? Pastors going to jail for staying open, so many different things that we saw, right? Which just proves to me that society is under mind control. I mean, just look at how government and look at how people treat those who try to think for themselves. Evil is overwhelming. I mean, just look at the stuff that's going on with, I'm just going to say it, the Satan shoes, uh, all these different things that have come up in the last couple weeks, especially. I mean, it just seems like every single day, the restrainer is getting less and less and the evil is just welling up in our society and that the church is not taking a stand against it. We haven't spoken out against it. And I'm just going to say the hard truth here. I almost well, I don't even almost, I do believe that the church has sided with the world in this thing. We have become way too worldly and just said, we have no king but Caesar. And then just a great interesting thing to know, uh, and I've heard it used everywhere. Everybody's using Romans 13, right? As their excuse. Well, you have to do what the government says. You have to, you know, because every governing authority is from God. If that's the case, then like explain stories like Daniel. Esther, Moses, we could go through a whole bunch of them. Are they wrong? Because Moses killed one of Pharaoh's guards. So that could be said of that. He killed him and then went against Pharaoh and rescued the people from tyranny. Esther, saving her people from Haman. Daniel, praying, doing his own diet and all that kind of stuff. Was he wrong? Like these different things, you see that It's only when the church steps up, that is the only time that evil is restrained, put in its place, and the victory comes. But instead, the world has just infiltrated the church. It has really controlled everything that we do because we're so worldly. We're not willing to be radical for Christ. And because of that, we, in a way, a lot of um, churches and Christians are teaching people to be offended by the truth because we are not willing to stand on the truth. So how do we fix this? How do we turn this around and how do we start helping people to not be offended? Because truly it's not about being mean. Like when you speak hard truth, you should not say it in a mean way or out of malice. Mm. You should say it in a way where you want to help people, you want to you want them to benefit from what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Jesus never said anything out of spite to directly hurt anyone or to right. directly offend someone. Mm-hmm. But he said the truth, which did offend some people, but right. it needed to be said and it needed to be followed. Which is why the Pharisees were so against Jesus, right? Which mm-hmm. is why he was crucified in the first place. He was crucified because he spoke the truth. He threatened the Pharisees' position. He threatened all of the things that they uh, did, right? All the laws, all the different rules that they had in place that made the people basically bow down and worship them. Jesus threatened all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for the church today. Jesus threatens our worldly stuff. Mm-hmm. And are we going to say that he is our king or are we going to say we have no king but Caesar? Mm-hmm. Because I think that a lot of Christians have already made the statement, we have no king but Caesar. 
and they're proving it with their actions and what they're teaching and how they're acting with all the different things uh, that are going on today. So Jenna Ellis had a quote that she tweeted and she said, the point isn't what your opinion is. The point is what truth is. Mm -hmm. You are not God. So I think that it really comes down to us changing. We need to change first before we can change the world Mm -hmm. because no one ever changed the world without changing himself first and not conforming to the world, changing in terms of truth. What does the truth say and how do I need to change my life in order to comply with what the real truth is, with what God's truth is, which Mm -hmm. is the only truth. Right. And then we can start speaking into other people. When we look at the things that other people post who aren't believers or who don't know what the truth is and we get all offended by what they post, then we're not much better than they are. I know that sometimes a little offense is required. We need to be offended at the right things. Mm -hmm. That's really what me and Lily wanted to get across in this episode is that there are real things that we should get offended about. Jesus got offended about the Pharisees using the temple to uh, make money and to sell things. Mm-hmm. And he got offended by that. He was rightfully offended. That was, That is not what the temple was supposed to be used for. Right. And then he took action against that. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is we need to be getting offended at the right things, the things that really matter, not at the little petty things like the kind of carpet that we're going to put in the sanctuary. Right. And so I think that first we need to let Jesus change us. We need to begin following his truth completely. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no compromises Mm -hmm. in Jesus' truth. You follow it all the way or just don't bother because there's no halfway in Mm -hmm. Christianity. That's not what Jesus calls us to. So you let Jesus change you first and then people will follow your example. When they see that you are actually living out what you're posting about or what you're talking about, then they're going to see that there's something different about that because plenty of us can post like, oh, don't get offended at all these things. Start following the truth. And then we turn around and go and start that fight in the comment section of something that we're offended by. So people need to see us actually living out what Jesus taught Mm -hmm. and that's going to help them way more because then they can follow our example because we're following Jesus' example. You know, it all falls into place when we are focused solely on Jesus and focused solely on obeying what he has taught us. Right. And then everything just falls into place. So, a little bit of a longer episode, but this is something that me and Lily really, really felt like we needed to talk about and just kind of encourage people on. This probably didn't seem like that much of an encouraging episode because the change is going to be difficult. We're Mm -hmm. not saying that it's going to be all, you know, hunky-dory, but it'll be worth it. The change is always worth it. So, we're going to wrap up in prayer. So, let's pray. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day and for this episode, and I pray that you would help us as Christians to be offended at the right things. I pray that we would be offended uh, by the things that offend you and that we would stand up against those things, but in the way that you call us to. I pray that we wouldn't act without thinking or without praying about how you would want us to act. I pray that we would constantly be in prayer and constantly seeking your presence um, on how to deal with the issues that we're seeing in our society today, and I pray that you would just help us to change. I pray that you would just change us so that we can help other people to change also. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And as Maddie was praying, I, I was just reminded of First John 3, where it, it tells us to love with actions and with truth, right? Mm-hmm. Or love in actions and in truth. And I think that that is what the church needs to get back to. Let's get back to being bold and let's get back to 
actually living out the gospel how he has told us to, because it's only then that we actually have that unity, actually get to experience the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do with us when we're living according to his word and loving in actions and the truth. Love is not always good, okay? And by thinking that it is, we we have done a lot of damage to our culture and to people um, because we, we're constantly telling them that love is good um, and that, you know, all love is good when it's not. Because if I'm loving you in, in a way that I'm not sharing the truth with you, I refrain because I'm afraid that you might be offended by the truth or whatever, I'm not loving you. Because I'm not loving you with the truth. I'm not sharing the truth with you. And that is the worst way to love someone, right? Mm -hmm. To not tell them the truth. That is the worst way to love them because Jesus has called us to proclaim truth. He's called us to be bold in that. So let's be Christians who do that this week and the weeks to come. Let's keep that in mind. I would challenge you guys, share this episode so that we can help Christians, help the church hopefully recognize that this is the way it's supposed to look and we can we can change with the Lord's help in this. He can help us. We have to make that choice to be changed um, and to be radically different in a world that, that wants to cancel us, that wants to just totally demolish the truth at every turn it gets. So I would encourage you all with that, but we are going to end the episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us. We appreciate it so much and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye guys.